Okay, and 14 seconds behind. <laughs> Let's see if it's working. Ah, <laughs> oh, my coffee's over there. I want to see if it's my working. coffee. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. And we're going to jump over to Tom Fishburn today. Just start with that. Meeting overload and asynchronous communication. Okay, this is a really interesting, interesting art, uh, cartoon and article. I always like Tom's articles. The cartoons are okay. The, sometimes the cartoons are hilarious. But what I really like is the articles. So anyway, uh, <laughs> here's all these people in Zoom and all these people in uh, an email. And they say, uh, any other takeaways from this meeting? Number one, this could have been an email. Yeah, big meeting. Okay. So meetings have always been a favorite punching bag of modern work life. One survey in 2014 found employees rated meetings as the number one office productivity killer. But the shift to remote and hybrid work has strained our collective meeting culture even further. Microsoft's most recent work trend report found that meeting times have increased 2.5 times, or to be 250%, from pre-pandemic levels with the average meeting going longer. Uh, HubSpot released their 22 hybrid work report and found that 70% of hybrid workforce said that too many calls and meetings are disruptive to their concentration. Well, duh. Unless you work on something while you're not listening to the meeting. And 58% of employees reported that at least half the meetings they joined could have been emails instead. So half the employees said half their meetings could have been emails. Does that mean 25% of the meetings could have been emails? Or does that mean only half admitted that half of them are stupid? Okay, with hybrid work, there's a greater need than ever for communication, but more communication as the answer is taking a toll. Technology is only part of the equation. Some of it is cultural, okay? Now, this is where it gets really interesting. Matt Wellenweg runs Automatic, a company named Automatic. You probably never heard of it. I hadn't. They make WordPress, and a third of all websites are running on WordPress. Mine are, except for Miglash, except for Migmar.com, Miglash Marketing, because I built it on Joomla and it's, <laughs> I'm scared to change it. I have a WordPress behind the scenes, but I don't use it very much. Uh, so <clears throat> Automatic has almost 1,800 employees. They're spread around 75 countries and they have no office. <coughs> They've been on the leading edge of distributed work, and Matt gave an interview with Sam Harris in 2020 on the five levels of autonomous work. We're going to get to over to that in just a second, okay, which is an interesting way to think about the future of work and a shift from synchronous, synchronous meaning, you know, you're working together on something that you have to be together on, okay, like, you know, you got your buddy and you're working on your car engine or something. Uh, to asynchronous communications and the role of meetings. Level zero is a job which cannot be done unless you're physically here. Think about a firefighter. Has to be there. That's not even true anymore. You know, they did bomb disposal and, and disarming uh, with robots, with little, 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 they look like race cars with a crane on them or something. And they'd go up to, <coughs> up to a bomb. Excuse me. I didn't get my coffee. They'd get up to a bomb and detonate it. Nobody dies. And I'm sure they're working on 
robots to go into the fire and at least look around. And why not? Why not carry a hose? Um, my guess is within 100 years, there won't be firefighters fire, running into buildings. A barista. Oh, yeah, right. I remember reading about robots. And, you know, now they run them. In the latest, one of the latest uh, Avengers movies, all the war was fought with with people sitting at desks controlling the 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 uh the droids or the and the the robots or whatever you call them um drones i suppose anyway so i was thinking about robots the other day i was sitting in a car wash and the car wash is going on around the car and spraying me all with stuff you know people don't think of that as a robot but i remember when you know you go in a car wash and it was it was people basically hosing off your car and you know, rubbing it with with a, a, a brush and, you know, somebody else wiping it down with towels. And they just don't do that anymore. And so there are fewer and fewer jobs which which have to have a person on site. Think about it. Um, level one is no deliberate effort to make things remote friendly. I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about a movie where I saw, you know, all these accounting people in a huge room. Um, in the shape of work, I think it's called, uh, they talked about how there was one accounting person for every three, uh, manufacturing people in a manufacturing job in like the twenties. If you look at old business movies, you know, old movies where somebody's doing work, you'll see desks and desks and desks of bookkeepers and accountants <coughs> before computers. And you had to come in, you had to work on that calculator, big thing, thing. I remember those things. Um, so you had to come to work because that's where all the equipment was, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, level two, everything is still asynchronous. Your day is full of oper- is full of interruptions, but you can access with a VPN the company, you know, the company network and the company file system, et cetera. Um, Level three is being remote first. They said, don't stop at level two or level three. Level four, where things truly go asynchronous. And these don't make much sense unless we get over to that other article, so we will. Salesforce recently tried to cancel all meetings for 23,000 employees for a week. And they called it Async Week. And uh, and at the end of the week... Um, 81% of the employees reported they wanted more async weeks, <laughs> at least quarterly. And uh, But only 18% strongly agreed that a meeting-free work would change their behavior toward meetings. So here's one. Meeting on whether to call a meeting, meeting to plan the meeting, meeting to get stakeholder buy-in before the meeting, the meeting, the meeting after the meeting, the meeting after the meeting after the meeting, the meeting to plan the next meeting. It's funny because I was, you know, I got the platinum in Amway and I tried to explain this to the to the senior marketing people at Amway that we could have, there there were tremendous advantages to treat the Amway distributor network as a, as a distributed sales force and to, and to enable them and manage them that way. And uh, they didn't do it. And you know, their sales have been nothing. They haven't gone up in 20 years. We're going to hold the same meeting with the same people every week and extract or expect different results. Okay, so let's get over to this five levels of 
of autonomy. I highly suggest, we'll put this up at the WDMA website, WDMA.org. And if you're a subscriber, you can download these marked up versions of the article. So you get to see what I get to see. And um, and it's worth, it's free. Just subscribe. Um, you know, it will put you, it'll also keep you aware of our great meetings that we have. We have webinars. We have uh industry sometimes industry guests and sometimes we just have fun which is tomorrow we're going to have some fun after president's day okay so um so here matt did this matt um the head of wordpress or automatic uh did this podcast it's an hour and a half there's a link to the podcast right there in the in the pdf <clears throat> and um and Matt says that I said that it's a moral imperative. It's a moral imperative to give people control of their work. And one way you give them control is to let them be where they want to be. So our main IT guy, uh, in, in about 1997, we had landed Adobe. We wrote them special custom code for their marketing database. We made them a ton of money tons of money in six months we went we took them from mailing 500,000 pieces a month to a million pieces a month quad loved that too and uh we and we raised the profit per per piece that's the killer we made more money per piece mailing twice as many that's that means every mailing generates millions more in profit so anyway, uh, at the middle of it, when we weren't really fully operational, the IT guy uh, had some personal issues and decided to move to Russia. And I pleaded and begged with him. This is about April. He decided to move to Russia. We had really just gotten started on the project. Well, we started up at the first of the year, but we were just getting the code, you know, banged out. And he, so he moves to, so he said, so he says, I'm moving to Russia. Okay. I said, please, please, please. He said, the code is finished. And you know how that is with IT people. <laughs> yeah, sure, the code is finished. Right. So I said, well, here. Uh, so first I call his pastor was a friend of mine, mutual friend. And so I called his pastor. I said, can you tell him not to do it? And the pastor was also a medical doctor and a very, very, very smart man. And he said, why can't he do it? I've been reading about the Internet. You know, the Internet had been in place like two years he said, I've been reading about the Internet. Why don't you set it up so he can work in Russia, wherever he wants to go? And I thought about it a little bit, and I said, so I said to him, I mean, he's the IT guy. I don't need to figure this out. I said, hey, how about this? How about this deal? We'll give you three months, three or four months. Just start working from home. Just start working at home and see how hard it is. See if you can do it. And if you can manage to do it and we can stay productive, then you then go go to Russia and have a, a good time, you know, and you can work there. You don't have to find a job, you know, it'll be great. And so uh, there were some hiccups at first. One of the worst things was that the way we operated was he had some people working for him and we were used to him coming in and then them talking to him about their troubles and, you know, fixing it, you know, because he said, I want to be a manager. And I said, well, managers usually are like with their people. And this is 1997, okay, so 25 years ago, and uh, a little before the pandemic. And, and 
but what we found what we found was that it was possible okay so he moves to he moves to russia and we make a ton of money for adobe and uh so the the first thing that was really interesting was that when he was working from home and you'd have a problem because he probably modified your setup, your Windows machine or your, the network, and you couldn't do any work for the day. Uh, you'd send him an email because he liked to work from seven at night to seven in the morning or something. You know, some he didn't like to start work till late at night. I don't know. Once he got out of out of the office, he was working these really unusual hours. And so you'd write him a note: "This isn't working." And then you wouldn't hear from him all day because you're sleeping. And then you'd hear from him the next morning. You get there, there'd be an email, and he'd say, "Why don't you try this?" And uh, it wouldn't work. You know, you go day after day after day like this. But once he got to Russia, then he was seven hours ahead. So when he's starting at seven at night in in Russia, it's like nine in the morning or something. I don't remember what it was. It was like six in the morning. But anyway, there was a much much greater overlap. You know, I remember we used Yahoo and we could get the, the camera to work some of the time. And he was in this little apartment in Moscow. He decided not to live like an expat, but live like a Moscovite. And uh, all there was was an, a light bulb up at the top of the ceiling. And it was just, just horrible. And, you know, no resolution, but we did communicate and that's how we got started. And, you know, he did that for about 15 years. And uh, so, so, so anyway, the, the levels are going to work like the levels of self-driving autonomy, right? There's going to be a shakeout period, but we've been doing it for 25 years. And so we know what we're doing. And, you know, he now lives in America and he rarely comes in to see us. And he, we have all VPN and stuff. And now we're moving our software down to Arizona because we know how to do it, and that's the way we work. So we've got a lot of track record. Here's those levels, much more make more much more sense than in than in uh, than in Fishburne's article. And at the end, he says the the basic thing is a real desire to be self-directed and to control our environment. So I mean, I quit when they put me in cubicles in the consulting firm. And I quit again when they put me in a fancy office downtown at the ad agency because I just didn't want to drive all the way downtown and walk three blocks in the blizzards uh, carrying my computer, which at the time was about the size of a big sewing machine or a small sewing machine, but it was heavy, like a, maybe a microwave oven. Imagine carrying a microwave oven three blocks in a blizzard. <clears throat> but anyway, so I have, <laughs> so I basically quit corporate America just because of the office I was in. And it was a beautiful office. It was ceiling to floor, probably 10 foot ceilings. And I looked out over the Performing Arts Center and the Milwaukee River. And it was just, it really was beautiful that day. <laughs> that was January, like January 2nd, we started Miglosh Marketing. So anyway, and you know, I have a great studio here, great microphone talked about the microphone great diffusers on my lights coffee filters uh so you know you need control of that you need to get yourself your act together and if you're working at home you want to get your act together you want to find out from from pioneers like me 
how to set up your home office because I don't see any LinkedIn <laughs> I don't see any LinkedIn uh, live streams that are any good <laughs> as far as audio and video it's just they just don't have standards anyway have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart share shares are big last week on Friday I did one on catalogs on the Bass Pro Shops catalog I did one of those and it was kind of a rant got a lot more views because people started sharing it and uh, so if you can stand this by all means share it's like worth 20 uh, likes it's, likes are worth mu almost nothing have a great day bye bye